This podcast contains sexual themes and is intended for open-minded adults. If you're under the age of 18, you should stop listening now. You're listening to Sharing is Caring. In this podcast, we talk openly about our journey into the lifestyle, about opening our relationship and our lives to a whole new way of thinking. Come and share our adventures into sex positivity and ethical non-monogamy. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 8 of Sharing is Caring. I'm Sherry. And I'm Kiwi. See what we did there? We shook it up, changed it around this episode. Mm. So today we're going to skip forward in, our, in the story of our journey and tell you the, the story about Cap Tagged. So we're a bit too excited about our upcoming trips. So rather than having lots of episodes around the same time as we actually go into Capdagged and talking about our previous experience at Capdagged, we'll talk about our previous experiences now and then carry on with other things. We're doing a jump forward in time. Yes. That sounds like a ghost. That's, no, it's the time travel forward. And, okay, that's a ghost. With a ghost. <laughs> All right, let's start with our catch-up. It's the ghost of swinging past. <laughs> Catch up, please. Okay, catch up. Sorry. Uh, so we were just in France for the long weekend. Um, Sherry was there for a conference, so I decided to tag along and, you know, to come along to the evening events, the parties, and then just have a look around during the day. Not a bad life. Yeah, yeah, you came along for the ride. So it was it was my work conference, and it was quite interesting, but what was the most interesting about it? The best part of the whole conference. <laughs> Is that um, when I was done with the conference, someone who had been there with me, whom I had, hadn't met before, um, she she said, oh, let, let's go for a walk in the city. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll get Kiwi to come along. And um, <clears throat> so we, we walked together for a while, picked Kiwi up at the hotel and then carried on walking. And um, I had noticed that she mentioned that she had met someone um, recently, but she didn't say the the way she said it. I thought, mm, someone. Does that mean that it could be a woman? And um, it turned out that she confirmed that it was a woman. I didn't ask her directly. She just mentioned it. But also, she mentioned that she slept with men. And um, so I said, oh, well, because she said, oh, I'm 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 getting over the place because I'm quite excited. But um, <laughs> she she was saying that she likes sleeping with men, but she prefers relationships with women. And I said, oh well, I'm I'm a bit different. I like I like sleeping with women, but I prefer being in a relationship with men. And and um, and then she made a comment about, well, how do you know about sleeping with women? And I said, well, I've I've done it. <laughs> and then. It was the start of a very long conversation while we were walking around about sexuality, uh, bisexuality, also yeah. a bit of gender, um, gender conformity or non-conformity, a lot of things like that, and, and swinging in general, because uh, she she got very excited when we mentioned that we were swinging and we were um, on websites and all things like that. She She loved it. Because she had slept with a couple, a couple of couples in the past that she had met on Tinder. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was quite good. And um, 
So we realized then that actually we didn't really have the vocabulary for talking about swinging in French. Yeah, we, we speak about it so much in English and you know we've got all the vocabulary we're used to it. But when it comes to speaking about swinging in French, we're thinking about, well, what is soft swap? What is full swap? You know, how do we, yeah, same room, different because I, room? I never did it in, in, in France. I had a, a threesome and that's about it. So I know the vocabulary for that and for orgy. And also the vocabulary in French is not really, um, it's not a good connotation. It's about like a bit like swinging where swinging is quite a pejorative word um, to some extent. We're trying to reclaim it, but it's taking time. <laughs> but uh, the French words for orgy or threesome are, have bad connotations. Menage à trois. No, it's actually plan à trois. Huh. And, uh, and orgy is uh, either gangbang or partouze. And partouze doesn't sound... Well, I don't know how to explain, but it sounds very sleazy. Although... In uh, French, you got changiste, but also you have uh, libertin, which I prefer. Libertin sounds it's so much nicer. Yeah, libertin is nicer. Yeah, very interesting afternoon and um, very inter interesting conversations with her. Yeah, I, I particularly enjoyed when we stopped off at the lingerie shop because we had been walking around oh, yeah. the city the night before and we saw some lingerie advertised in the shop window. And we thought, oh, that's really nice. We should buy that for Cap. So we decided to go back because we were right in the area. And uh, Sherry to try it on, see if you liked it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I tried it. I tried a couple on, and one was really flattering. It worked well. The other girl was, um, well, Kiwi asked me if it was okay to ask her to have a look at the at the outfit. So I said yeah, and you asked her to come and and tell us what she thought about the outfit. Yeah, a third opinion. Yeah. So stick her head around the corner and the. In the uh, changing booth and see you in your dress, dressed in your revealing outfit. I wonder if the saleswoman was a bit like surprised that I would have two people looking at me <laughs> in that skimpy outfit. With your nipples showing. And, uh. <laughs> so that was, that was quite exciting. And you looked really good, especially in the second one. Yeah. So we got the second one. Yeah, I bought it. Um, so if you come to Cap Dag on the, or between Saturday the 17th of August and Sunday the 25th of August. You might you, see me in the outfit. Yeah. <laughs> And you might hear see you out of the outfit too. Yeah. And you said that she made a comment about what I looked like and and like we're, we're about coming back to the hotel. Oh, yeah, something. we were joking about, oh, we should definitely go back to the hotel room and uh, try these on again just to make sure they fit properly so <laughs> you can uh, return them if you need to. Yeah. Well, I didn't. Nothing happened. Yeah. She, she had a girlfriend and she was really into her. And I didn't yeah. feel like like we could have something happening because she seemed really infatuated with her girlfriend yeah so hopefully in the future her and her girlfriend will yeah could be a foursome yeah again open up and we'll get to know them both yeah but even if nothing happens it was just really relieving and nice to spend the whole day just speaking openly and talking about sexuality and these sorts of things and it really I've got probably one friend in London who I can mm. have those sort of open conversations with. And it's just so much nicer. I feel like we built such a good relationship so quickly well, because we could like, be so honest. Yeah, it feels like being yourself, like your full true self. Not just, it's not like hiding a part of your life because it's not acceptable um, in the eyes of society. It's really showing everything. 
almost literally for me. (laughs) (laughs) So that's really motivated me. Me, I think, discussed it in you too, to actually make some more friends back in London who are more open like that and meet a single girl or a single guy who we can have that sort of relationship with and a bit more. Yeah, I think it it shows that we want much more than just the sex. We want the relationship, the friendship and the laughs and everything. Yeah, yeah. Anything else that you want to talk about from our trip to France? Do you want to chat about the journey home? No, that was traumatizing. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we decided to take EasyJet. We don't normally take EasyJet. Uh, EasyJet and Ryanair, they're like the bottom of the barrel, last flights left type airlines. Well, for us anyway. <laughs> well, so you cheaper. sound like snobs. <laughs> yeah, well, you are. I would, I would pay you. Less. And they fly from the opposite side of the city. Yeah, that's the main pain for me. It takes an hour and a half to get there rather than half an hour. Mm. But anyway, we decided to take EasyJet on the way home and uh, there was a problem with the airplane. So they had to have 55 people odd volunteer to get off the airplane and sacrifice their places. So, you know, the good Samaritans we are, we volunteered the to get good Samaritans, off. yeah. They also said, if you volunteer, you'll get 500 euros per person. Oh no, there was families on there and I just wanted them <laughs> to be able to stay there. <laughs> they said they wouldn't pick the families. <laughs> so yeah, 55 people had to get off. The ones who volunteered would have 500 euros. And if after that, not, e- not enough people had volunteered to get off, they would pick at random, just protecting families and disabled people and people with uh, illnesses. And those who would be picked at random would only get 250 euros. So that was a, a quick decision for us. Yeah, I think we'd be pretty likely to be picked. We're both able-bodied. Young and healthy. Young, yeah. yeah. So we ended up getting rerouted via Luxembourg and it took an extra 12 and a half hours, 13 hours to get home than we expected. But we got there in the end. We were going to podcast on Monday, but oh, the day well, was eaten we up. arrived too late. It was, it was well into the evening. I mean, we, the, the travel in total from the moment we left the airport in the morning to the moment we arrived home was 15 hours. So Could after have that, back from France in that time. Uh, yeah. After that, we were not in the mood for <laughs> any work-related or yeah any activities that would require our brain cells to work. So we watched Game of Thrones. Yeah, because you hadn't watched it. Yeah, because I'd been away for work the whole week before, so I was a week behind. Sherry had watched it. Yeah, I can't believe it. She watched it without me. Isn't that the ultimate betrayal? Like seriously, you watch Game of Thrones without me. Yes, but I asked for. Um, for well, I asked you if you were happy first, and you said okay. So okay, you know. yeah, fine, I'll give you that. But I liked it because I was I kept teasing him with fake spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you see when Brienne dies <laughs> and stuff worst. like that. <laughs> oh, I had also something funny about Arya and the dragon mating, and Arya, <laughs> <laughs> Arya, just um, yeah, popping eggs. Before we get into dragon fantasy, <laughs> that's that's uh, that's it for a catch up. I'm cutting you short there. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> so on to our main topic. So we're jumping forward about six to eight months in our journey here. So this was in June last year. I think I want the travel through time noise again. Okay. That's that's just a ghost noise. That one. Okay. <laughs> What is the what is the traveling through time? Okay, anyway, that was the traveling. I'll use that one. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so we traveled through time now, and we're in 
the late June 2018. It's a beautiful summer in the south of France. I didn't know much about Cab Cab Dagged in the past. I know that Sherry had mentioned it a couple times, and it's got a bit of reputation in France. And she mentioned that it was a nudist beach to me, and that's all I knew about it. It has quite a bad reputation in France. I don't know about the rest of the world. I'm not sure it's really well known, apart from in the swinging community. But in France, it's seen as a very sleazy and uh, depraved place. That's because swingers are sleazy and depraved in most people's eyes. So it's all deserved. Some people's eyes. (laughs) So, Sherry, uh, we were booking the holiday and planning where to go because we were going down to like Toulouse, Carcassonne, uh, Montpellier. And um, Sherry said, oh, I suppose while we're down there, you want to go to Cap Dagged. And I was like, "Uh, I suppose. What's that? And, yeah, you had uh, no idea what it was. I yeah. thought he knew about it and he would want to go and spend a few days there, but he actually didn't know. So I, I basically planted the seed on that one. So it was you who wanted to go there. And uh, so we thought, okay, well, we'll spend two nights there. We'll try it out, see how it is. So we booked a, um apartment there. And I don't think we planned anything after that. We only planned the first half of our trip ending in Cap. So we planned the first week and yeah. then the weekend in Cap. And we knew we would be able to just book it as we uh, as we came along and yeah. decide which other city we wanted to visit and how long we would stay in each place. So that's a good thing with uh, June also. It's not fully booked, so you can just decide last minute. And also there's Airbnb, so there's always plenty of stuff available. And that's great for us because we're terrible at planning too far in advance. We just book things last minute. But at the same time, our weekends seem to be all planned until the end of August now. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> can't win. So we we went down to um, Cap. I was pretty excited by now when we were actually down in France. I'd done some research about it and realised actually it's this big swinger resort and all that sort of thing. So I'd done a whole lot of reading. Cause and I also you, you, you really like being naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> um, I like to do research into things. Oh, and yeah, so much research. It's half the fun is learning all about it and reading people's reviews and people's reactions. We we were in Carcassonne the day before, and I think I was having a bit of trouble concentrating on what we actually were doing that day. I was sort of getting a bit excited to go to Cap. I don't know if you noticed that or not. <laughs> no, I didn't actually. So I guess we should probably explain what Cap Dag actually is for people. Okay. I, I think I've got a couple of these quotes off um, the official website, and I've mixed in my own thoughts as well. Mm. If I'm not mistaken, the Cap Dagd is not just a naturalist village. It's there's a city called Agd, and then there's Cap Dagd, and it's it's the naturalist village, but also another part of the city. Yeah, exactly. It's called Le Cap Dagd, which is like literally the Cape of Agd. Yeah, and it's a port. Yep. Yeah. It's on a, the Mediterranean. It's a really big port. I think it's like the one of the biggest leisure ports in France on the Mediterranean. So it's actually a really big town. Egged, mm. But when people egged. refer to the Cap d'Agde, they generally mean the naturist village. So I think people living in Agde or in the Cap d'Agde who are not living in the naturist village must be a bit frustrated because that's all people think about when, <laughs> when they hear about Agde. So where do you live? Cap d'Agde? Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> Cap d'Agde, the naturist village. I'll just call it Cap d'Agde from now on because I can't be bothered saying naturist village every time. It's <laughs> a... <laughs> Walled complex on the Cape of Agde, which you have to pay to get into. Um, yeah, there's, there's only one entrance. 
Yeah, there's that? one entrance. There's one main entrance on the town side. And then you can also, if you want, walk all the way down the beach and then enter via the beach. But that's probably an hour sort of mm. walk down the nudist beach. Well, we only use the official entrance. Yeah, and it's like that's eight where euros we, entry. Yeah, and that's what you need to go with your car anyway. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, we, we have to stop, then go at the gate, pay, and then go back in the car and then enter. Yep. Um, and inside the village itself, there's like hotels, shops, supermarkets, restaurants, uh, bars, nightclubs. There's a post office, banks, um, laundromats, hairdressers, like all sorts of things that you'd yeah. expect in a town. The town is like 50,000 people during peak season. It's it's actually a big proper it town. It is huge. It is huge. But also what, what's interesting that there are a lot, a lot of shops, but it's mostly uh, kinky shops, mm. sexy dresses, um, sex toys, piercings. Yeah, a lot of that. And things which you'd need while you're there. Yeah, of course. Like Supermarkets. Oh, yeah, sun cream. <laughs> and little pouches to put all your valuables in. So on your cell phone and your keys and your If money. you're na- naked and yeah, you don't have pockets. So you need a little pouch around your neck. You got your prison pocket. <laughs> prison pocket. So when we actually got there, someone put the wrong um, address into the GPS. I wonder like, we're who not gonna, it was. We're not going to point fingers here. We're not here to make accusations. Yeah, but because someone I was put... driving, so maybe, you know, the person who oh, was so you, the GPS. Yeah, so you, heard, you all heard it. Sherry was driving. We went to the wrong place on the opposite side of Cap uh, Dag. Because <laughs> the GPS was set up wrongly yeah. by the co-pilot, maybe? <laughs> but uh, that, that side was, I think, like a family... Like a family resort, almost thing. like a, um, how do you call like Disneyland and all? Like a theme park? Uh, yeah, it was almost like a, a theme park. And I was thinking, hmm, this is not, this is not what I was expecting, yeah. but, you know. Anyway, good thing we noticed before it got naked. It might have been <laughs> a very different day if I did. <laughs> so we turned around and we headed back and uh, then we paid to get into the village and called the person who we were meeting for our apartment. There's a whole lot of apartments, there's big buildings big complexes big and complexes. there's hundreds or thousands of apartments mm. in there and a lot of them are for rent and have been decorated and everything so we rented through a third party so we called him and then eventually found a place to meet him and he showed us where to park our car and brought us up to our apartment showed us around yeah uh, that was apartment. quite a nice apartment it yeah was really nice it had uh all sorts of things which you need to actually survive like all cooking facilities and it was big self-contained bedroom. yeah yeah a big bedroom and a nice balcony. It was pretty much perfect place for our stay. Yeah. So we put our stuff down and <coughs> I don't think we got naked at this point. We were sort of just arrived and a bit unsure what's going on. Because when we first came in, we saw someone going past naked on their bike. Think, oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. the first time it's like, oh, someone's naked. Yeah. It feels a bit weird. I think we get desensitized uh, as time passes. But initially, it's always a bit of a shock. Yeah. And it's always when you first get naked on a nudist beach or anything, it's always very exciting. And you have to wait for that first time to pass. <laughs> so we yeah. decided to go out for a walk and have a look around and see what's actually there. Because it was probably four o'clock or so. It was getting in the afternoon. Yeah, but it took a while before we could go out because, you know, each each time he got naked, well, Kiwi keeps getting hard. So <laughs> we would get naked and then, I, oh, I can't go out now. And my favorite game was, of course, to keep him hard. <laughs> so that was so funny. Took a while. 
So we went for a walk through the um, complex that we were in. What was the one that we were called? Uh, I can't remember Port the Ambon? name of it. Port Yeah, maybe. Mm. And uh, was it Heliopolis that we walked into? Oh, yes. The other is Port, Na- no, Port Nature. I, I yeah. can't so we remember So we went for a walk through um, our building, complex, our yeah. complex, and the one next to it, uh, and had a bit of a look around, and it was still daytime it hadn't turned into evening so it wasn't completely packed with people it was people who it was just naturism yeah Uh, normal naturism i would say not not kinky naturism yeah with shops around and that sort of things but there were guys walking around with cock rings on and things like that so you could tell that it wasn't quite the same naturist crowd that you'd get at a normal obscure Mm. naturist beach it was not quite the same crowd as the evening crowd yeah not the same as the evening crowd so we went and um Bought a couple of bottles of wine and some some snacks for aperitif and that sort of thing. Got our bearings and went back to our apartment. And yeah, I don't think we went out for dinner. We just had aperitif at home. Didn't eat that much because we'd eaten quite late. Got into the wine. Hmm. And uh, then decided to go and check out the clubs when it got a bit later. So it was probably around 10.30 when we decided to go out. Yeah, well, and then it was... Then it was the other face of, of Capdagd. Yeah, so we weren't entirely expecting what it turned into. No, no, it's really a two-faced place. There's the night time versus the daytime, and the daytime is very mild, and the, the nighttime is really wild. Oh, so yeah, I know. So we didn't have, I'd say, appropriate clothes for going out. We had no idea it would be like parties. that. No, or clubbing or anything like that. I think that. I was just wearing a normal white dress or something. Yeah, I was just wearing jeans and t-shirt and jandals. <laughs> so we went to uh, Melrose because I'd read about that on online and it sounded like a bit of an institution. Yeah. yeah so it's free entry. Well, it's not free entry. It's you buy have to buy a drink to get entry. Yeah, well, you, they don't check. I mean... I think the waiters who walk around yeah, notice. But there's no door where you have to pay for anything. You just no. go in and start dancing and then they see you in and say, you have to buy a drink. But um, I actually spent a whole evening not buying a drink there and kind of got away with it. It's because you're a good-looking woman. You get away with anything. Well, the server was really gay, so... Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure about that, but... Yeah. So, actually, Generally, they, they check that you drink. Yeah. But... I am wrong, we didn't go straight to Melrose. We actually went to another bar, which was a couple bars down at that point. It was a Latin gay bar. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So we went in ah. and bought our mojitos, I think we were drinking. Yeah. It's, this is a theme throughout that time in uh, Capped Eggs. I'd never had a mojito before, I don't know how, but I never had a mojito. How do you live all your life without having one? I don't know. <laughs> so it was the first time I drank them, and I drank quite a few when I was at Capped Eggs. So because they're delicious. <laughs> They are delicious, and they're full of sugar. And uh, it became almost a Pavlov's dog reaction now it's when I have mojitos. Yeah. I get a bit like, oh, I'm having mojito, okay. <laughs> it's like whenever we go to Oaxaca. Yeah. So when we were in that first bar, I remember, <laughs> people were dancing, it was like Latin music, mm. and there was that one guy in his 50s, I would say, mm. wearing a black T-shirt... But then nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> he was dancing and his dick was just dingling <laughs> between his legs. He was just swinging it around. Uh, you know, he, was, he was killing the dance floor. He was, he was the we man. We were so into it. He had the moves. But it was just like... <laughs> it was so absurd because we'd never 
never had anything like that. I think it would have been less shocking if he had been naked. Yeah. The fact that he had a t-shirt and then no pants on. And it was quite a nice sort of dressy t-shirt, like something you'd wear clubbing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that was... That was something that we referred to a few times after yeah. during our stay. It was like, oh, I remember that guy. And then we would both laugh because it was just absurd. Like, you know, when you go clubbing and there's always that one guy with his dick out. <laughs> that was him. <laughs> so, yeah, then we went to Melrose. Yeah. Oh, no, we saw um, there was a really good looking woman who was dancing with her partner at the uh, Latin bar. Oh, indeed. Yes. A blonde woman. Yeah slim and beautiful dancing there and I thought oh my god she's she's she looks amazing so outside of our league yeah <laughs> I remember that yeah and we didn't go we didn't dare go and talk to her because we just arrived and it was our first night there. I think yeah. we were still feeling very shy at that point still warming up yes and so then we went to Melrose yeah she walked past on her way out and smiled at you yeah I wasn't sure did she smile at me really or did I imagine it why would she smile at me she's so beautiful yeah all insecurities coming out. <laughs> but then Melrose. Then Melrose. Okay. <laughs> so Melrose is quite a good place because you have um, podiums and poles and a lot of women start, well, dancing on the poles and sometimes removing their clothes. Yeah, you've got about eight different stripper poles around the whole club area and it's really encouraged for people to dance on them and take their clothes off. Yeah, and also the crowd is generally very supportive. Yeah. Whatever you what you look like and your moves, they just cheer you on if you go in and dance on the pole. Yeah, I'm not sure what the rules are with like sex and that sort of thing. I think because I know in Cape Bag it's still a public place in France, so technically it's illegal. But there was a lot of sexual activities happening up on the poles as the night went on. But no full-on sex. Yeah, a bit of licking and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. But that was a really cool place. It was, it was a really good party vibe, really good music, lots and lots of people, and everyone was there just to have fun. And I think it's a good place just to meet people and get a feel for who's around and see all the different faces. For me, the highlight was really the fact that the music is so good, the DJ is really good. And also with the poles, there's always somewhere to look at where, where a beautiful woman would be dancing in a sexy way or stripping. So we stayed at Melrose until probably, I don't know, one thirty or so. I think it closed at 2. No, so we must have stayed until about closing at 2. Yes, probably. And we were sort of, like I said, it was our first night, so we weren't being too, you know, going for anything. And also we are not dressed in a too sexy manner. Yeah, we weren't expecting what it was going to be. Um, so we just thought we'd have fun, build up to it, and uh, then go have sex on the balcony. And uh, <laughs> then as the night was getting on, as it was starting to get to closing, we were getting ready to go, and then a couple came up and started chatting to us. In French. In French, of course. Always in French. <laughs> um, and sort of seeing what we're up to, and do we? I think the conversation turned to, did we want to come back to the apartment or... Do they want to go back to our apartment sort of thing? Yeah. But the problem was it was very much focused on female-female play. Yeah, nothing, girl on girl yeah. action, nothing else. Which we're not really interested in. We're only interested in... Didn't she kiss me, though? Yeah, she did kiss you. Yeah, yeah, we kissed. 
I you kissed a bit and it was going that sort of direction. Yeah. It wasn't like then come up to us and ask us straight yeah. away. It was they, dancing they a bit together. They came to us. And... We, the girl and I danced together face to face. Then we started kissing. And then the guy was like, oh, uh, I like watching the girls together. Do you want to come back with us? And, and then it was a no from us. Also, yeah. uh, we were quite tired. We traveled that day. And... It's been a big day. As much as I enjoy watching Sherry and another woman, I don't uh, like sitting there on my hands. No, for sure. And I want you to be part of the fun too. So we, we went home after that and had sex on the balcony. <laughs> You're so happy about that. <laughs> yeah, that was a good fun. Oh, good balcony. And then the second day, we got up, we slept in reasonably late. Not late, actually not late. About 10.30. Had a good rest, recovered. And um, again, how do you remember in detail what time we slept at? Uh, I don't know. I remember the weirdest details about things. Like, I don't remember the big main things and people's names and faces and that sort of thing, but I remember small details about obscure things. Well, I remember the dress I was wearing the first night. Ah, yeah. there you go. You win. I don't remember that. Yeah, but you remember what time we got up at. So, <laughs> yeah. so we got up and um, had a little breakfast. Went and got some. No, oh, we went out straight afterwards to get breakfast from um, Boulangerie. And, uh, it's not a boulangerie, oh, it's sorry. a dépôt de pain. <laughs> we went and got breakfast from the dépôt de pain. <laughs> <laughs> the difference is that they don't cook it there, they don't bake it there, they buy it and then just reheat it or something. So it's not made there. Pre-baked. Yeah, it's pre-baked. But this time we went out, got naked and sort of walked around to it and we ran into the same couple that we were talking to the night before. So it's cool to see the same people the next morning that you had seen the night before. That's why it felt like after, as the days went past, is that you recognize the people. So it feels like you're more at home or almost because it's just a village and you see the same people over and over again. Yeah. And it's quite nice as a feeling. It's large enough that there's heaps and heaps of people, but it's small enough that you do get to see the same people again and again. Mm. I think if you were staying in a smaller resort, like, I don't know, 100 people, 200 people, it'd be even more that feeling. Yeah, but also there'd be less choice. Yeah. Hmm. It definitely was variety and choice for everyone. Yeah. And we say variety and choice for everyone. There was people from size negatives to size <laughs> 30. What's a size negative? I don't know. It's like people who are extremely, like extremely skin and bones to people who were very, very overweight. There's people from That's funny because when you, you, when you meant variety, I was thinking about the age range. Not age range as well, the yeah. There's yeah. people from 18 to probably their 90s. I remember that um, that really old woman who was walking around in lingerie and she yeah. really, she had some feist to her. She <laughs> was really cool. 80s, but 80s, 90s anyway. Yeah. yeah, she really was a lot older though. But there's people of all age range, all shapes, all sizes, all ethnicities, everything. Yeah. That's a really accepting place. But anyway, where was I going with this? We got our breakfast, had some breakfast, got on the wine, because, you know, it's 11.30, you got to hit the wines. And uh, the plan was to go to the phone party that day. Yeah, there's a club that's uh, an outside club next to the beach, and they, they do phone parties. Oh, yeah, Le Glamour. That's right. See, you remember the names. Yeah, of yeah. the important things. Yeah. And they have a phone party, a naturist phone party. Yeah, is it every afternoon? I can't remember. Yep, it's every afternoon. Yeah. From about two, I think. Yeah, it starts at two. And... Uh, so it's mandatory nudity, it's open air, so it's got big walls around it. Yeah, and but you can hear area. the music because it's open air, so 
when you approach it, you can hear the the bass and the music. It's so loud, but then you can't see anything. You really have to pay entry and go in to, yeah. to see. But uh, we didn't go there quite at the start. We we went there maybe from two thirty or three. Yeah, it's so about the party was uh, forty five minutes after already in full swing. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, I need to stop with this expression. <laughs> Each episode. <laughs> um, so I remember very very vividly this part because um, we went in paid had to get naked because it's mandatory and then there's a, a sort of corridor next to the cl- the clock room it's not really a clock room but next to the bag check sort of area where yeah. they keep your clothes yeah and then all of a sudden you turn and it's open air and you can see the whole place with um where people put their towels and the pool and the bar and first thing i saw was a couple where the guy was fucking uh, the woman doggy style but right in front of me it was like oh <laughs> okay <laughs> that really set the mood <laughs> i remember this i don't think i'll ever forget it yeah, there's absolutely no question about what sort of foam party it was after walking in there <laughs> but the foam was actually in, a, in another corner yeah so it's opposite the pool sort of thing so you turn right when you got in yeah and the foam was really deep the foam was sort of above our heads after it comes yeah, in. yeah it was in waves kind of so yeah came and went yeah but it was also so soft yeah so nice to the touch it was a really that phone party was a really sensual exciting fun experience it was i'm really looking forward to going back there at least a couple times this time Mm. but we sort of we walk in and i think we just put down our stuff and then went to the foam straight away well we couldn't resist it exactly we couldn't so inviting and we went in and sort of played in the foam for a couple of minutes. And then there was already, a, I think there's another, there's two groups of people actually who were waving us over to come and chat to them. But we had just arrived at the foam. We're like, we want to play in foam. We don't want to play with people yet. <laughs> yeah. We're having fun. It's like Father Christmas beard. <laughs> and going under the foam and disappearing. Yeah. Oh, and the blowing on kids. the foam. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jumping on your back. Yeah. Oh, good fun. So we played in the phone for a little while until uh, a couple came up to us and then we sort of started interacting with them a bit, kissing and a bit of touching. They were quite a bit older, weren't they? They must have been in their 50s. Yeah. I don't think there was much interaction, though, because I wasn't super keen. Yeah, it was a little bit... And she tasted her cigarettes. Um, it was a little bit... We seen her the night before. Yeah, at... she was a great pole dancer. Yeah, she was fit and she knew how to work the pole. <laughs> she did though. Yeah, she did. <laughs> From the experience that I got with her, she did. <laughs> so we we kissed them a little bit and a bit of touching, a bit of playing. Yeah, not much at all from me. No, it was probably five minutes of playing in the foam, and then we separated and went off in different directions and played in the foam a bit more. And then we ran into a another woman who was a beautiful blonde woman from the night before. Yeah, she was at the same room party. And she was so full of energy. She was She was amazing. really excited. She, she was like a kid jumping <laughs> around, surprising people under the foam. Yeah. yeah, she'd disappear and crawl around the ground and then sort of <laughs> pop up next to random people. She, she, she was very friendly with everyone. Yeah. So we we started sort of playing in the phone with her and sort of messing around and laughing and whatnot. But literally playing. Yeah, literally playing. <laughs> um, and then after a while, 
the foam. We've probably been in the foam for about an hour, hour yeah, and a half. Yeah, we went to the pool after that. Yeah, we went to the pool and sort of chilled out and chatted to her and her partner. Yeah. And sort of got to know them quite well. Yeah, they were very friendly, but she was a native French speaker. I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> she was fascinated by my blue eyes. Yeah, yeah. I, um, that was interesting because she was wearing blue contacts. Mm. So clearly she had this thing for blue eyes. Hey, I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, she was quite pretty. And, uh, well, the previous night I thought she was way too good looking for us. So <laughs> in the end, she wasn't. <laughs> yeah. But there wasn't, we didn't do too much with him. It was a bit of, well, we chatted for a long time and got on really well. And there's a bit of touching, a little bit of kissing. Yeah. That sort of thing. Um, but she was clearly interested in, in, in you and yeah. a bit of me, yeah. Yeah. And I remember at one point when we were all sitting down in the pool and I think it was me sitting there and then had my arm out and it was you and then it was her and then the guy next to him. What should we call them? I don't know. They were from Nice, weren't they? Yeah. So Mr. and Mrs. Nice. Okay, Mr. Okay. and Mrs. Nice it is. Um, so Mrs. Nice was next to you and Mr. Nice, and we're all talking. And um, at one point, the Mr. Nice, no, at one point, the people that were sitting behind us, because there were seats in the middle of the pool that were sitting back to back, the people that behind us got up. And as they got up, there, there was a guy that was sitting behind us that thought that he was holding the hand of Mrs. Nice. <laughs> and I think Mr. Nice thought that he was holding your hand behind Mrs. Nice. So when the guy, the other stranger guy, got up and realised that he was holding Mr. Nice's hand, <laughs> and they both got a, a bit of a shock, like, oh, it was actually your hand that I was holding. <laughs> and they both had a bit of a laugh about it. I think that was a priceless moment. Yeah, that was really funny. But, oh, I'm holding this beautiful woman's hand. This is really nice. Bit of rubbing, a bit of touching. Oh, actually, that was another guy's hand. <laughs> it, was, it was good that they both took it well, though. There was no yeah. homophobia or anything like that. No, it was nice. But um, Mrs. Niece, she was really the life of the party. She was just socializing with everyone, absolutely everyone. Yeah. Playing around. A bit like a child who was super excited, but in a sexy way. <laughs> <laughs> so not like a child at all. <laughs> So we stayed until the end, had a few drinks. Oh, the bartender was from uh, London, I remember. Oh, yes, yes, we spoke English to him, didn't we? Yeah. So it was nice to speak English to someone for a while, even just for a few minutes. Mm. And um, and we arranged to meet up again with uh, Mr. and Mrs. Nice for dinner. Yeah, for pizza. Yes. Your choice. Yes, always. If I can choose, it's always going to be pizza. <laughs> and uh, so then we went back to the apartment. Got ready for the evening. I think we had a power nap. Potentially, yeah. You needed one after after drinking so long and partying in the, the sun. And the water. Just being in the water. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> Not all the sexy fun. And then we went out to meet them for dinner, like 9 o'clock, 9.30, whatever. And um, went to the pizza place, got a table, waited, and they didn't turn up. That stood us up. Yeah. We were gutted. So we had our pizza. Yeah, well, not that gutted because no. we had pizza in the end. So. Exactly. <laughs> and we're like, oh, well, it means we can just do what we want tonight. Yeah. And the the waiters were not too surprised. I think they must be used to people standing each other up. Yeah. They really, when we asked for a table for four and it was just the two of us, they gave us a really small table. And I think they just didn't expect anyone to come. Yeah. Did, did you get that feeling too? I yeah, got I got the that feeling, feeling that they well. were not surprised 
they you ended up being just us. That's the first time I've been stood up. Oh, yeah, me too. Actually, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. And then after dinner, we went to Melrose again yeah, because it we, was so much fun. And what happened in Melrose that night? Yeah, I'm trying to remember what we actually did in Melrose that night. I remember it was a bit of dancing, a bit of it was just a good fun party night with sexy people, a bit of nudity, a bit of touching, that sort of thing. Um, there was a couple where the woman was his slave next to us. And I remember finding them fascinating. Hmm. And I wanted to chat to them, but I knew that they didn't seem like they were your type. I can't remember them. That was when you danced in the cage. I remember dancing in the cage. But I don't think we hooked up with anyone that night, did we? No, I think... It was just us having sex in the end, yeah. I mean, at the end of the night. We decided to leave a little bit early that night and check out one of the clubs that we walked past on the way home. It was one of the cheap ones. We thought, oh, we'll just see what it's like. It was called uh, Le Jeu de Main, the, mm-hmm. uh, the game of hands. And uh, it was really cheap entry. It was like 10 euros entry or something like that. And you With get, a drink. And mm. you get two drinks for the entry price. Yeah, So a drink per drinks. person. A drink oh, yeah. for each yeah. of us. So we were like, oh, we'll check it out and see what it's like. It's 2 a.m., it should be really busy, should be a lot going on. So we entered and it was empty. Well, when you say empty, the main area, bar area, was empty. There was probably about 10 people in the whole club. Oh, I would say yes, less than that. Yeah, like we were considering just like cutting our losses and not even staying for our drink. We thought, no, we've paid entry, we've paid 10 We're going to have our drink. Going to have our drink. <laughs> so we had a look around and... Um, the people who were there, it was probably about three quarters guys. Yeah, and there was like one woman being fucked with other men watching. It was, I think it was the sleaziest of the places we've been in the cap. Yeah, it was probably the sleaziest of places we've been full stop. <laughs> yes. It was really not a nice club at all. And it just didn't have a, have a great vibe to it. I don't no, know. No, no, I the didn't feel like staying. Weird. Yeah. I really felt like a prey in there. Yeah. Like, oh, a young woman. Because usually I can find sleazy quite sexy. And I can, like, yeah, oh, but I can that's, work with that. Yeah, but that was not sexy sleazy. No, there's something about it that really mm. wasn't great. So if you go to Cap, don't go to Le Jeu de Mar. Oh, well, maybe, you know, I can't remember when, but later on we discussed with someone who said that since they exchange owners... It was not as good, but it used to be a very good club. So you never know, it might change owner and then get better. It might. But read some reviews first. Yeah. Just discuss with people while they're to see yeah. how, it, how it is at that moment. I really hope it changes owners soon. Yeah. Because it definitely needs to. <laughs> mm. So we only stayed there for about 25 minutes while we finished our drink. And then went up and had great kinky sex up in our room. Well, not that kinky, but... We had great sex up in our room, on the balcony, in the Your elevator, place. all over the place. It was good fun. And um, and third day? Third day, yeah, what we do the third day. Do you remember what time we got up at? No. Oh, disappointment. I know. We went to the beach. It was our checkout day, so we had to take all of our stuff out of the apartment. Oh, that's right. We had to yeah, leave around 11 or 10, 11. So we must have got up around 9.30 so we could have breakfast first. Yeah, <laughs> because breakfast is always so important. And I remember we checked out of the apartment because the guy came oh, back yes. to see oh, us. Oh, I remember that. And oh he had my this God. little 
creepy cheeky grin on his face and I was, was like, like oh. oh you liked it huh you liked it oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh the way he looked at me was kind of i felt naked and I, I wasn't naked at that point i don't think no because we were bringing stuff into the car and all but he looked at me in a way that oh my skin crawled yeah and he so, was so happy with himself i think but anyway, we got his number so we could call him directly without going through the agency afterwards if we decided to come back and stay in an apartment again. Yeah. It was a really good apartment. Yeah, it's a really good apartment. It's always good to know someone, you know. Yeah. Make some contacts, get a discount. Yeah. So we went and put our stuff in, uh, in the car. car, went to park the car just around the corner in the main free car park rather than the apartment car park, and went out to the beach. So the beach is made up of probably three parts, I'd say. Yeah, three main parts. There's right outside the naturist village, which is where sort of the family naturism happens. So there's children around, there's families around. It's, you know, it's just a normal naturist beach. It's almost empty. Yeah. It's, it's just a few families scattered around. That's about it. Yeah. And then as you go further down the beach, so further north, away from Cap Dagd, um, there's the adults part of the beach. There's a beach called uh, La Baie des Cochons, isn't it? Oh, I don't remember. It's the same beach, though. It's one really long beach, but it's divided into sections, and the sections are named. Um, but the next part is just the adults' naturist place, which is for people who don't want to be naturists around families and want a bit more you know, adults around, I guess. And then as you go even further down past the lifeguard station, it turns into more the swinger part of the beach. And... Technically, they're still not allowed sex on the beach or anything like that. They have lifeguards that walk around. Every now and then there's police who walk around, that sort of thing, to break anything up. But that's where you know, the sex happens and people sort of play a bit more on the, play a bit more on the beach. Oui, c'est bien la baie des cochons. Ah, pardon. Well, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading in French. It is called la baie des cochons. <laughs> so the pig. Beach of pigs? The bay of pigs? Yeah, Pig Bay. It's not a very sexy name at all. <laughs> That's where we went into the swinger part of the beach, naturally, because we're not very good naturists. <laughs> yeah, and but when we went, it was like still quite early in the day, so it was really hot. You, yeah, it was probably the hottest part of the day, around yes, 1 so p.m. or so. People were just relaxing and not doing much, because it was just too hot to be active. Yeah, there's the odd people touching each other or... I think we saw one one guy going down on a woman, but there was like yeah, just a little bit of touching sort of thing. It wasn't very full on. It wasn't full on action. It was yeah. yeah, just a bit of sexiness. So we decided after lying on the beach for a while and tanning because I'm super brown. I tan really well. <laughs> you get red easily, yes. <laughs> no, you forgot that we just sat on it on the beach, and then after a while there were like five. Different guys oh, yeah. touching themselves while while looking at us. Oh, you were touching me a little bit. I was touching you a little bit. I was, yes, teasing you, not from hand job. Mm. Just because you wanted to keep making me hard, like you, you do. That's that's just my baseline, baseline, you know, trying to make <laughs> you hard. But um, so many guys were touching themselves, looking at us. I felt like you know that they were targeting us. I don't know how to explain it, but it really felt like they were focusing all their attention on us. Yeah, yeah. So we decided to get up and go for a bit of a walk and 
maybe find somewhere a bit more private and have sex on the beach. So we got up and walked back into the sand dunes. Oh, this will be, this was a good idea. Yeah, it would be quiet over there. Yeah. And um, after walking for about two minutes through the sand dunes, we turn around and there's probably about six or seven guys just following us that come out of absolutely nowhere. And then we Some turn, of them had followed us from the yeah. beach. But like, some of them were different. Yeah. And then we turned back forward and then a couple more had come out from in front of us. <laughs> it was like a zombie movie with people just like, it was zombies just appearing out of somewhere. <laughs> Like Except that around. they're all men with a hard dick. Yeah. <laughs> it was almost comical. It was, but also a bit scary, I have to say. So it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a creepy vibe. Like, I knew nothing bad would happen. I knew they'd sort of keep each other in check and that sort of thing. But it was still just a bit weird and creepy. I was creeped out. Yeah. I, I wasn't feeling as safe as you were. And the sand was fucking hot, man. Oh, my God. Yes, my feet were burning. So we sort of like running from one shadow to the next to try and keep our feet cool enough while trying to find our way back to the beach. And while trying to avoid all the zombie men. <laughs> <laughs> we could make a video game out of this. Boops. Boops. See the brains? <laughs> no? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we went back to the beach, chilled on the beach a bit, played a little bit on the beach, not too much. Just yeah. casual, but I think because not many other people were, it sort of dissuaded us from it. Yeah. We didn't want to be the ones standing out having sex when everyone else was not. Yeah. Mm. So we decided after a while to go back to a car, especially since we didn't have an umbrella. And at that point, I thought your skin would transform into bacon. <laughs> I was covered in Factor 50. <laughs> yes. Several times. So we headed back to the car. And as we got off the beach back into um, Cap Dagged, we ran into uh, Mr. and Mrs. Niece. Yes, we did. And they were so happy to see us. She she ran to us and she was. <laughs> they ran she um, was so cute. Put her arms around us and she was like, they felt so bad for missing us the night before, but they'd uh, been, you know, hitting it quite hard and had crashed. Yeah, she apparently was sleeping until like ten o'clock in the evening, and then they went out. Yeah, so uh, they completely missed us and they felt really bad, and we. Uh, we chatted to them for another 10 minutes or so and exchanged numbers and uh, then went on our way. Yeah, and that was the end of our stay in Captact. Yeah. And, uh, that was so short. We did text them a few times over the next several months and that sort of thing, yeah. but we never ended up meeting up with them because they were in Nice. And we're well, in we never went back to the south. Yeah. And uh, after that we left and went to, what was that town we went Montpellier. to? Montpellier. Well, on the way to Montpellier. Uh, oh, set? Set, yeah. Oh, and everyone yeah. was raving about how great a town it was, but I think we were too busy thinking about Cap Dags to actually pay enough attention to what the town was like. And I it just know. felt so strange. With Oh, yeah, going back to civilization. Yeah, people wearing clothes and that sort of thing. It just felt very weird. Very, very strange. Couldn't stop imagining like, what everyone actually looked like <laughs> naked under their clothes. Why are people wearing clothes? Yeah. Do, they, do you think they have a piercing? <laughs> So many guys have piercings down there. I was so surprised. And guys of all ages. Mm. Yeah, and tattoos. A lot of people have tattoos. So that was the first time we went there. Yes. So but that's where our story finishes for now. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. That's the first time we went there. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, next episode, we'll carry on with the second part of the story. All right. So on to our listener question. I'm going to read it. All right. This time it's a short one. 
<laughs> I chose a short one especially for you. Yeah, thank you. All right. Listener question. We would like to go to a club for the first time, but can't decide which one to go to. There are a few in our local area, but without knowing what to look for, we can't decide which one would be best for us. What do you look for in a club and how can we decide? Read reviews. No. <laughs> well, actually, yes, read reviews. Um, but really, what do you look for in reviews is the question. And when you're looking at their websites, what do you actually look for to know it's a good club versus a bad club? That sort of thing. Is there such a thing as a good club versus a bad club? I, I think it really depends on what you're looking for. Le jeu de mort, that was a bad club. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not for the people who are having fun over there. True, it was a good club for them. Yeah. All right, fair enough. So I guess, yeah, it depends what you want out of a club. So you should probably get an idea of what you want to experience. What do you want your first night at a club to be like? Do you want to go to a gangbang? Do you want to go somewhere really sleazy? Or do you want to go to somewhere a bit classy that you can stand back and watch and maybe get involved? That sort of thing. So think about what you really want from your club experience. Some of the big things which you can look out for. I've made a bit of a list of things that you can pay attention or pay attention to and consider when you're looking at reviews and looking at the website. Yeah, so the website can be sometimes not looking too good even though the place is good itself. I I think that don't they not all of them have caught up with modern technology and modern websites. They made them in 2002 and never changed them. <laughs> yeah. So the font, <laughs> the layout, it can be pretty crap. But don't focus on that. Focus on the photos of the place, the description, because that's what matters more. It seems like a lot of swinger websites are that way. Yeah. <laughs> like the first thing you probably want to consider is where is the club? That might be pretty obvious, but it's not just how far it is from your home. Is it worthwhile going to it? It's also what part of town is it in? Is it in a decent part of town? Is it somewhere a bit crap? How do you get there? Like, Do you have to catch a tube and then walk for 20 minutes through some really dodgy, strange place? In that case, wear good shoes. Yeah, exactly. Wear good shoes. Or uh, a, sp a spare pair. Sneakers <laughs> for walking and then heels once you're there. Um, is there parking there? So can you park your car there? Can you park it nearby? If you're going to end up driving there? Yeah, well, be careful also with the driving and drinking because a lot of people like to drink when they're there. So maybe, maybe take a taxi. Yep, exactly. So if it's a couple hours away, maybe you want to find a hotel nearby. Yes. Or some clubs even have accommodation on site. That would be even better. Yeah, we've never done that. No, but we definitely need to go to an alternative. Yeah. Um, and they've got accommodation on site, so that'd be a good option. Yeah, we could drive there and stay the night and then drive back. We need to chat to the bed hoppers about another alternative. Yeah, we do. What's the ambience at the club like? So does it look clean? In the photos, does it look decent? Does a review say anything about it being dirty or not maintained very well? I think a lot of reviews um, on clubs, on this kind of clubs, focus on the cleanliness. Yep. So it should be easy to find out this information from the website or uh, Google reviews or any other types of reviews you can find online. Um, a lot of websites have photos as well of the club, uh, usually when it's empty. But you can see what, what it's actually like inside. You can see if it's looks quite sexy in there. Does it look sleazy? Um, how do people comment about the sort of experience mm. they have in there? Does it sound like it was a sensual experience? Yeah. Or to sort of go there and meet people, have sex? Is it a, a club where you can you can dance? Is there just a sauna kind of area? You, you can figure out 
what your evening would look like if you went there. Yeah, that's a very good point. What sort of club is it? Is it a sauna club or is it a nightclub type place? Because there are a lot of swinger saunas as well. They seem to be more popular than I thought. How can you access the club? Do you have to sign up in advance and go for vetting and buy a membership and that sort of thing? Is there a bit of a process to get mm, in? Submit a photo, submit details about yourself, and then you get a membership or you get accepted or something. Yeah. Or you can just pass by the club on the street and decide to go in. So that will change it quite a lot if people can just walk off the street and into the club versus people that actually sign up. Um, if you have to sign up, that means that the people actually want to be there, they've planned to be there rather than just seeing it on their way home sort of thing. doesn't necessarily mean that everyone there is just seen on the way home, but it, it will probably change the view and the atmosphere of the club. Yeah, and the kind of people you find there. And then do they have theme nights? Yeah, so does it dress themes? Do they have dress up? Fancy dress. <laughs> Fancy dress. Sometimes clubs have nights where you have to be in your lingerie or you have to wear a certain colour, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, so if you enjoy different dress-up themes, that's an option. Uh, but also Leather it could night. be, yeah, it could be quite threatening if it's your first time at a club and then you have to walk around in lingerie. That might not be what you want. Other theme nights that clubs have: um, sexual orientation. So some clubs have by night, for example. Exactly. So um, that's usually a night for both by men by, and by women. Sometimes it's just for by women, but it's more around exploring sexuality with your own within your own gender mm -hmm. um other nights are things like uh, greedy girl nights which is a much higher ratio to from men to women for women who want to experience lots of men um all sorts of other theme nights like that and if that's not what you're into then you probably don't want to go on one of those theme nights because your experience will be very different i know that i would probably not enjoy a greedy greedy night greedy girl night by night for us By night is all the way. Also, the very important question is, do the club allow single men to come in? Either in the whole club, as in they have free entry and they, well, free as in they can enter as they want and then wander in the club in all the parts of the club. Or they can enter the club, but some areas are restricted, restricted to couple only. So, And you have to be invited in as a single man. Yes, invited by a couple. Yeah. So that, that also can change the dynamic of the club quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, very much so. We've been to a couple places, clubs and parties sort of stuff, that have allowed single men and found the atmosphere to be very different. I don't like it as much. It's like in, uh, in Rio, as we've mentioned it a few times. Yeah. Come midnight, it's, <laughs> it's like in Cinderella. The, the, place, is, uh, the place transforms. <laughs> and that's also a byproduct a of being able to walk in off the street yes. as well, rather than having to actually plan to go there. So it becomes a lot of single men walking off the street. Yeah. Um, another thing, cost. I mean, how much do you actually want to spend on going to a club for the first time? Uh, if you go to something which is a bit more premium, it's going to cost a bit more, but then you're going to get the people who are happy to pay a bit more because they really want to be there. Um, but at the same time, it will cut some people out of the price bracket, so it's not going to be as accessible to everyone. So if you go to a cheaper club, it's more accessible to everyone. People were more likely to go along to that. So I don't know, it's, it's the trade-off between those two. 
you can get a lot of people who want to try it out and don't want to pay for the first time because they don't know if they're going to like it or not. So the yeah. first time they want to go f- to a free place. So you'd be or able a cheap to, place. Yeah, free or cheap. And you'd be able to meet couples that um, are trying it out and could be interesting as well, rather than people who've done it for a while. That's actually a very good point, uh, meeting couples that are trying it out for the first time. Something I didn't mention during the theme nights is some clubs do newbie nights where it's a night that people who are new or reasonably new can come along and meet other newbies and just get a feel in a lower pressure environment so they don't feel like they're surrounded by experienced people. So that's quite a good way to meet other new people. Yeah, and also I think... I would enjoy, I mean, if if I was starting out, also having people who are more experienced in the same environment because then you can also learn the culture of swinging. Uh, so, yeah, pretty much read reviews, chat to people, look at the photos, look at their website. If it's your first time going to a club, then you have to fight. Um, if it's your first time going to a club, if it's your first time at Fight Club, you have to fight? No? Okay. <laughs> fight Club, the movie. I don't know it uh, well enough. Uh, uh, so if it's your first time going to a club, then uh, I would recommend, we would recommend uh, going to something which is a bit nicer, a bit classier, but lower pressure. You want to try and make your first experience at a club the best it possibly can. If you have a bad experience at first time, it's easy to... Dismiss look, it entirely after yeah, that. Yeah, to look into it too much and think that mm. it, all your experiences are going to be bad. Although... I don't think Rio's would be a bad choice for a first time because you can go and just watch and do nothing. True, but it's... It's a bit sleazy. It's on yeah. the sleazier side. I'm but certainly... we've met a few people who went there as their first experience. Yeah, it's very different to going to a proper swingers club. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd definitely recommend going to one of the parties that we went to. Maybe it's just because I like Rio's now. You're talking about Rio's or... Do you want to go back to Rio's? Yeah, yeah. What are you should. up to this Saturday? <laughs> oh, you're away. Damn. Okay, well, we should go back there soon. Yeah. Um, So hopefully that's answered your question. If you want to submit a listener question or get in contact with us, we love hearing from you, and we always need new listener questions. Uh, So you can get in touch with us on Twitter. We're at Kiwi and Sherry. That's all one word. You can email us at kiwiandsherry at gmail.com, and you can find our website at www.sharingiscaringpodcast.com. Once again... We love everyone who has left a rating for us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Thanks again. And if you haven't done it yet, we can share some of our love with you if you give us a rating. Please, give us a rating. <laughs> You're beating the people. <laughs> what? Shiri will give you sexual favours. <laughs> I can send you a sexy photo. Thank that, you very much. That should be incentive enough, okay? If you leave a rating for us, Send a message and Sherry will send you a naked photo. For, uh, not just a rating, a rating with a review. A rating with a review? Yeah. Then That's you... asking a lot. No, because if it's just a rating, you can't be sure that they've left a rating. But if they leave a review, you can see their name. Okay. So I'm <laughs> pimping Sherry out now. Well, no, I'm, ping- I'm pimping myself out. You have no involvement in that. <laughs> oh. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Sharing is Caring. Join us next time to hear about our return to Capdagd. And remember, sharing is caring.
once again. <laughs> Sorry, it's my little arm. <laughs> once again, we love everyone who has left a rating for us on iTunes. <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> iTunes. I'll do that again. <laughs>